0: Hey everybody, this is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and of course, the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the Netflix short film Frankenstein's Monster's Monster, Frankenstein. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Johnny. How are you?
0: Well, I'm pretty tired. I had one of those days where you're just at the airport all day, standing around while they cancel your flight and delay your flight, and I'm lucky to be home, let me say that. But I uh, got home at like 1 a.m.
1: And you were stuck in one of the most rude airports I have ever traveled through.
0: The Philadelphia airport?
1: The Philadelphia airport. They have the rudest. Ask everybody, I think it's a test they have to pass to ignore you, to look at you like you're bothering them while they're at work. I, I really dislike this airport.
0: Hmm. That has not been my experience of the Philadelphia airport. I will say that when I was flying out of O'Hare, in the security line, you know, sometimes you got to take your laptop out of the sleeve, sometimes you don't. They're always right. angry right. at you, whichever, you know, you've got a 50% chance of getting it wrong. And they're always pissed you no know, one way or the other right. um, if you right. screw it up. And but this one guy, I'm putting my stuff through and I've got the laptop out separately in its sleeve. That's OK this time. And he points to my backpack and um, says, any electronics in here, wires? I said, yeah, there's some wires and my iPhone's in there. He said, larger than an iPhone. I said, no. He waits a couple seconds. He says, Bluetooth speakers? I look at him and I say, no. He looks at the bag and, mom, it's like it's on the rollers because he's grabbed it to molest it and and tell me, you know, just bark stupid questions at me. And then he points to it and he says, you got to push it onto the conveyor belt. Mom, it's two inches from the belt, and he's standing right in front of it. And the reason it's not on the belt is because of him. Yeah. It was a great way to start my trip.
1: Yes, yes. It always makes you feel so wonderful when it starts like that.
0: Bluetooth speaker. I was just like, what are you doing to me? I told you what's in there.
1: Well, maybe he just learned that term, because I I would have thrown that around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know what? If there's a Bluetooth speaker in there, you're going to see it. So you're gonna nail me if I'm, you know, if I'm trying to trick you. Oh, I'm not gonna tell them about my Bluetooth speaker. You're gonna catch me. Yeah. I don't. Anyway,
1: I, my fa- my favorite one going through there was no, it wasn't coming through there. It was coming through Manchester when they said, uh, "What's what's in here?" I said, "I have no idea. What's white in here?" I I don't know. I don't know. You know, I have. Underpants, I don't know what. So they finally dig out a box of chalk, sidewalk chalk that I'm bringing for Leo and Eve. And he looks at it over, and he turns it in his hand, and he says, oh, "I'm gonna have to open this." God. <laughs> I thought, okay. So they didn't like one of the pieces of chalk that was in the box. Seriously. I'm not kidding you.
0: What? <sighs> Keeping it safe, you know?
1: Are they, though?
0: Well, no, of course not. It's all its all horseshit.
1: I think they're just in cahoots with the blood pressure yeah. pill people. <laughs> That's
0: right, which they sell right on the other side of the uh, security line at the Hudson News. So, yeah, you could be right. They're in cahoots.
1: <laughs> it's just annoying. Traveling is not fun. That's all.
0: No, it's not. And it was especially unfun yesterday. So, this will be a little bit of an abbreviated edition of Pop Mom. And if that makes you upset, well, just roll down your car window and put your fist out and shake it and say, Curse you, John Tatey! Curse you to hell! And that'll make you feel better.
1: Or beep your horn.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. In fact, if you could scream out, curse you, John Tatey, host of the smash hit podcast, Pop Mom, find it on all podcast providers. I would really appreciate that. You'd be able to vent and help me at the same time. Right? Love it. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Enough. Of, nobody wants to hear me complain about travel. I'm just wasting people's time. Tell me what's going on with you.
1: All right. First, let me do the sad part, okay? Oh. The frog is dying. He's not taking any nourishment. It's an aquatic frog. He has no name. Jenna acquired him. Now, so let's figure this out. How yeah. old were you in the eighth grade?
0: Um, well, we got him when I went to Washington for the for the National Spelling Bee, which was 1995.
1: So, how old were you in the? How old was Jenna in 1995?
0: Why did, I thought, aren't we trying to figure out how old the frog is? We have figured that out. It was 1995. It's 2019 now. Okay. That's 24 years. We don't need, you're adding extra math.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I always <laughs> just think of him in terms of Jenna because she was, she was the one that lovingly brought him into the house and paid attention to him for at least 36 hours. So, uh, And the rest of the time, the rest of the pleasure has all been mine. But he has now stopped eating. My thinking is that in his natural habitat, he would have been eaten by now.
0: Yeah, I mean, 24 years is a good run for an aquatic. It's an incredible run for an aquatic frog.
1: And when I changed his water last week, um, his, his legs, we really don't really know if he's dead. And I'm just keep changing his water. It's very difficult to to tell. And Daddy says, his head, oh, his head turned a little bit. But I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how to tell if he's dead.
0: Well, I think the smell would tell you.
1: Well, I'm hoping that he'll float on his belly when he's dead. That's what I'm waiting for. You
0: want to see that?
1: No, I don't want to see it, but I, my worry is that he's in pain, and that's what I am concerned oh. about.
0: Well, I doubt it.
1: And why do you doubt it?
0: Um, because it doesn't... I feel like there would be some indication of uh, his discomfort, but it sounds like he's pretty much doing what he does, which is hang there.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, you see, you don't think he's hurting.
0: I don't think so, Mom. Um...
1: And, you know, it's bittersweet because I have taken care of him for 24 years.
0: Well, it's a testament Uh, to your caring. It really is.
1: Well, I never really gave my heart to him, but he's, you know, he's become become some kind of relative to me.
0: Do you know what kind of lives? I mean, this is something, it was a kit, right? Like a kit that we bought at like the Nature Conservancy or one of those little stores, right? I mean... Imagine the fate of most of the frogs acquired through that kit. I don't think it's um, two decades of uh, peaceful life. I mean, he's gotten to watch so many people go to the bathroom. It's really... Yeah,
1: but now he's in the living now room. Now he's in the living room again, yeah.
0: that's that's For his retirement, yeah. He retired yeah. to the living room.
1: So you don't think I should feel bad about him?
0: I think you should feel nothing but pride for just continuing to take care of this animal that was, you know, kind of dropped in your lap. Good for you.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to think about that. Okay. Now moving on to other Uh, things. Okay. (laughs) This is, this is about the library. Okay. Two things. I went to the library to return books and I returned a book called, uh, stay sexy and don't get murdered. It's written by two women Who apparently have a world famous podcast and they talk something about murders or something and they've written this book. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take this out and read it. Mm. I read about four chapters of it and I took it back to the library. And the girl that checked it back in said, oh, did you read this book? Didn't you just love it?
0: People love it.
1: I said to her, you know, I didn't read the whole thing. I'm really over the F word. <gasps> if oh. you have to use that every fourth sentence. I'm not I'm not impressed with your vocabulary. It doesn't shock me. Yeah, that's what that word was meant to do originally. It was supposed to be used under the strictest of circumstances. This is my, my interpretation for its full impact. And now it's like the fourth word you teach your kid to say, I don't know. I'm, I'm over it and I'm not going to read your shitty book that has no articulate thoughts in it. Yeah. If you can't be bothered to write something that's funny and entertaining, I'm not going to waste my time reading it.
0: I'm looking at the reviews on Amazon right now. Here's one from Cat Lover. Tell me if this is you. Uh, they have many points on what went wrong with this book, and number two is um, the F-bomb was dropped almost in each sentence, so oh. they're with you.
1: Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I, since I got it from the library, I just pulled the trigger, you know, because if I don't sure. like it, I can just that, you know no money invested but so so after I said that I said to her you know I'm over the f-word I'm, I'm done with it and she looked at me and she said oh well she said I have an 18 year old daughter and it gave us a lot of talking points and you know I I was excited about a chapter and I had her read it and then we talked about it and I thought you know I just I thought I just slam dunked you with, I didn't read it, and now you're going to tell me what's wonderful about it.
0: Did she want you to check it back out?
1: I don't know what she wanted, but I left and I just said to dad when I got back in the car, I said, you know, I really am. I'm that old fart lady that I never wanted to be.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: uh, don't say yeah. You're supposed to say something encouraging. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Well, I'm with you as far as the F word, especially in prose. Good God, pull yourself together. I mean, I, I'm not impressed either. I haven't read this book, but um, that irritates me too. I mean, you know, like when I was doing stand up um, those years, you know, like I I really did not use profanity, and I right. and it's right. always funnier, you know, when you're screwing around and doing material to. Drop a couple f bombs in there, because it does give it a cheap pop. But that's just it; it's really cheap, I think. And you're not gotcha. finding your way to the best turn of phrase in the most economical um, language in a punchline and in in prose. I mean, when I was, um, you know, editor of gamelogical and of AV Club, I would always just chop that right out, and I would tell the writers, yeah. "Nope, that's not." That's not who we are. you got to do better than that. Not that I was like no profanity ever, but you had to pick right. your moments. that's right
1: because it can have an impact. it can really say something and add to your story um that's true. but it just can't be it just can't be everywhere it it's it's not it doesn't fit
0: It can't be part of your breathing, part of your rhythm um, right it needs to be an off note that's right. Well, uh, the no. reason, the reason, though, Mom, if I can, I don't mean to sidetrack us, but no. the reason you said, uh, when you said, oh, I feel like an old fart, and I said, yeah, is because um, just the other day, I came up from the basement holding um, a stack of classical music scores and uh, Harper's magazine, which I devour every month. And I just looked at it, and I said to Anna, classical music and Harper's, am I old now? <laughs> Like, I, I think You're so.
1: You've to question yourself, don't you? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I love Harper's, but bit. it's definitely like all the ads are for, like, canes and Panama hats. and
1: <laughs> It's no man magazine.
0: No, no. It's a bit of a different audience.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's
0: do you, funny. Do you read that, Harper's, though? No? Oh, they're, they got a lot of truth in that magazine. I love it.
1: I, I, uh... I don't know that magazine.
0: Well, I encourage you to check it out.
1: Okay. Um, and here's my other library story. Okay. I checked out a book. Uh, I forget what it is now. It was from a while ago. <laughs> but someone had taken a pencil and changed maybe four words in the book to what they felt was the proper grammar.
0: They wrote in the in the library book.
1: In the library book, like it said something like, um, "You know, for my for my father and I, something." And they put parentheses around "I" and wrote "me."
0: Ooh, yeah. no!
1: And I just thought, "What arrogant <sighs> shit did this? It's distracting." And I just want to go back to the library and find everybody that ever took that book out and, and rate them a, a nasty letter.
0: <laughs> wow. that's uh, There would be a lot of collateral damage with that plan. Imagine all the people who didn't write in the book and they're just like, who is this crazy woman? <laughs>
1: <laughs> who would do something like that? Who would be so, I mean, a, a book that's written in the author's, by the
0: author. Well, maybe it, maybe it was the author. Maybe the author is going around the nation oh, um stop. to small town libraries and checking the book out to issue corrections. <laughs> Oops. You know, they read the you know, they read the galleys and they were like, "Oh, lord, I got to it's too late. It's gone to the presses. I now I have to go on a nationwide tour." Maybe that's what it was.
1: No, that's not what it was.
0: Well, I believe it because mom um After the most recent visit to New Hampshire, during the visit, I would say, I had a new appreciation for how those northern New England states, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine, they are places, and maybe I said this last week, where a lot of people live who um, prefer to be left to their own devices. And when they come out into the public, uh, you can see it. You can see that they spend a lot of time inhabiting their own world.
1: Yes.
0: And I think that's that's what this is.
1: Well, I don't approve.
0: Well, of course not. That's, you know, that's kind of what I'm saying is you're not this person isn't thinking about the approval of others. They're just in their own sphere and in the in these rural remote portions of New England, I think you can uh, indulge that bubble.
1: Well, and and I'm going to say this, ironically, I could see somebody like your old piano teacher doing this. Martha? Yeah.
0: Fartha Woodwind?
1: (laughs) That's not nice.
0: No, no. Really? You think so?
1: I, I just could. I can. I can see her doing it.
0: Well... I I don't know if I could see her doing it, but she traveled in circles full of people like what I'm talking about. And yeah, yeah. maybe I could see her doing a little bit these um, self-imagined intellectuals.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that phrase, yes.
0: Um, not that they're not smart, but they. <clears throat> it's more about the way that they approach the world with this upturned nose, let's say.
1: Well, it's the way they would like you to perceive them.
0: Well put, exactly.
1: Oh, she's really educated. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I I sort of like, you know, that's why daddy will frequently sing to me. Um, That's why the lady is a tramp, you know, because I like to eat a tomato sandwich in the swimming pool and just, you know, slopping it all. I don't care. I don't care what you think of me. I don't. I'm not interested, but uh you know, some people are really all about that.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um so we're gonna leave people with the image of mom eating a tomato sandwich in her <laughs> swimming pool. Which by the way, are you talking about the horse trough? Is that your swimming pool?
1: <laughs> no, I'm in the watermelon right now. In the
0: okay, in the kiddie pool. It's a it's a respectable blow up kiddie pool. Okay, so you've stepped yeah. up from the uh horse trough. Great. Um, You know, the front-of-show segment, Mom, now has taken about 20 minutes, so we're not doing very well on our abbreviated edition of Pop Mom. Well,
1: here, we can just—we can just—I can do Frankenstein Monster in one minute.
0: All right, well, let's get into it. (laughs) This week, we are talking about Frankenstein's monster's monster, Frankenstein. Sometimes works are chosen for Pop Mom solely on the basis of their title, and this is one of those times— Frankenstein's Monster's Monster, Frankenstein, is a mockumentary in which Stranger Things actor David Harbour supposedly works to unearth the secrets of his late father, also an actor, who liked to remind people that he went to Juilliard. This half-hour film bounces between footage of the ill-fated passion project that Harbour's father directed for television and Harbour's investigation of his father's hidden life. It bounces between a lot of things, really. If you find yourself trying to get your bearings while you watch this little movie, don't bother. You can't. Here's a clip. I think Miss Macbeth likes me. Yes, just try to act
1: like me when she returns, would no. you? I'm not an actor. What? You say you're not an actor? <laughs> if you did say that, I... I think I'd agree with you. Although... Acting may not be what you think it is. An actor shouldn't broadcast his emotions. Be they anger, sadness, joy, fear, even grief. A performer who showcases his talent is no better than a rich man boasting about his billfold. An actor shouldn't glide across the stage more gracefully than a common man, nor should he play the clown, a studied simplicity in every gesture.
0: I I can't tell what's a call. Beware the trap of accents. Like the gangster with all these Ds and Dems and don'ts and you wonder why he hasn't spent some
1: of his ill-gotten gains on speech therapy, eh?
0: Frankenstein's Monster's Monster Frankenstein is available on Netflix. Mom, let's be frank. Was this film monstrous or not?
1: It was monstrous.
0: <laughs> I, knew, I knew you, as I was watching this, I just thought, mom's going to hate this and I love it.
1: Oh, please don't love it. I love it. No, no, I'm going to forbid this.
0: There should be more things uh- like this.
1: No, there. You know, this is this is the first note that I made. One time, I was watching a, a, an, a an episode of The New Adventures of Old Christine, and she was, you know, sort of down in the dumps or something. And she sent an email, and she erroneously pushed send, and she immediately stood up and ran to the wall and pulled the plug out. Like, like that, and that's what this show. That that's what somebody should have done with this show. No. Yes. Oh, Johnny, this was so self-indulgent. This was, this was, this was like something you would you would entertain your friends with. If you were a, a washed-up movie star and let like Mickey Rooney, let's put on a play. Oh, this was. Absolute, absolute
0: crap! No, it's a send up of exactly what you're describing. It's a send up of that type of work. Of of the, yeah.
1: No, well, I've seen it, and I've seen the actual work that's like this, so I don't need to see a send up of it. It (laughs) was, it was very. No, this was not even creative. This was just absolute stupid. I hated this so much that. I yeah, I'm ready to put it on my Arias list. I oh,
0: that's terrible!
1: <laughs> Thank God it was only half an hour.
0: It's it's like I said in the setup. It's hard to get your bearings now. Describe it. D- d- describe it to people now. And for what you saw, I sort of framed it the way I saw it. Describe it. Describe what you saw.
1: All right. I saw it as like a short play, mm-hmm. a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, and when when I'm watching a mockumentary, I feel like um, I'm in on the in-jokes, you know. Um, I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. But this seemed over the top and acted poorly or over the top. So as to be funny, like a, a tongue-in-cheek inside of a wink of the eye, <laughs> like two things like that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I do,
0: I do. It's very, it's very winking. Yes, but I do not and find was, the performances. To, go ahead. I, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No,
1: go ahead. I want to hear you say something good about this.
0: Well, I didn't find the performances to be over the top. Um, I mean, they're certainly bad, but I feel each performer is bad in their own subtle way. You know what I liked about it? First of all, I like details like um, when people would leave the uh, room where a lot of the action took place to go outside, the door would never close properly, right? Or sometimes they would fumble to get it open. The door, I just loved. And maybe I thought of... um, dad who uh, would always get irritated when we'd be watching sitcoms and someone would come in and wouldn't close the door you know what i, right. I mean and i'm the same way I, I think about that open door anyway i loved the door and um i liked the fact that it would never be it could never be nailed down i mean you had the you know at the core of it is frankenstein's monster's monster frankenstein which is this like public tv terrible um sort of meta play. Right. And then there's the investigation where he's sort of talking to his father's old agent and his father's producer and all that. And, but I loved sort of, they had footage of the father um, doing sort of an Orson Welles type commercial shoot um, and just being a huge guy and, and yelling at the director and all that. And they had footage of this actor's studio show called the actor's trunk i i found it to be an amusing um satire of um the narcissism of fine actors okay and i could i like i said i think the key thing for me is that you never get your feet under you and for me after a few minutes i realized like oh don't try Like, don't try to understand how everything's connected. I mean, one of my favorite creative decisions was the fact that they have this, this like, P.I. come in and said, well, we've compiled this huge dossier on your father, and he did a lot of terrible things. We never find out what the terrible things were. (laughs) But the dossier is huge. The dossier is huge. We never find out what the terrible things were, and the whole... You know, you expect the payoff to be, oh, he murdered this younger actor who he, he was jealous of. And everyone's just like, nope, nope, he didn't do that, actually. Sure, all the evidence points to it, but his alibi is airtight. Um, you know, it it diligently deprives the viewer of satisfaction, and I enjoyed that joke, but I knew that you would not.
1: Well, it put me in mind back in the day in Philly, there was this guy named Roland who used to show uh, horror movies. Like on Saturday night, he had a show or something, mm-hmm. and he, his character was whatever it was. And then he would show these like C-rated horror movies. That whole phenomenon to me was very funny,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and I felt like that's what this was, but without authenticity.
0: I see. I see. Okay. I understand that. That's a good, um, that's a good framing of it. They, okay. you felt that there was this um, sort of arrogant maintenance of distance from the camp of it. Is that what you're saying? Right.
1: Yeah, that's right. That is exactly it. That the, the, it lacked, Sincerity.
0: Okay. Yeah, it certainly does lack that.
1: And so I see, you know, it's funny. It's like getting together with your friends and writing this whatever it was and being very amused by it. And, you know, maybe if it leaked 25 years from now, it would be very funny. But hand it over to me as a piece of um, current humor, I'm not buying
0: it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very well put. I want to, I did a little research while you were speaking. Uh, John Zackerly is the name of the person who played Roland uh, on uh, Philadelphia and uh, New York area TV stations. And uh, yes, he was best known as host of these horror movie shows. Did you know what his real name was or did you just know him as Roland? I just
1: know him as Roland.
0: Yep. John Zachary was his name.
1: Or it was like Roland or
0: something. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was maybe that. You know, um, probably every city had one of these shows with their own local vampire or whatever. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, like in Chicago, they still have uh, this fellas, Van <laughs> Oh,
1: I've heard of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he's pretty famous as far as these local horror movie hosts go. But, you oh, know.
1: that's funny. Anyway. That, it, that still exists is that kind still of surprising exists. to me. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It says here on uh, Wikipedia about John Zachary um, Zachary appeared wearing a long black Undertaker's coat as the character Roland, pronounced Roland.
1: So, oh, there. So yep. there. I Even, do in, even that. on the
0: internet, it says. Yeah.
1: That's so funny. And that it still exists to me is very funny
0: that Sven still exists. Yeah. yeah. Or, or
1: that whole concept yeah. of, you know, let's get together for an hour and watch some some very zany movies and I don't that's that's really funny.
0: I love the communal energy of uh, of that form. Do you? Just what you said. Let's get together. That's the spirit behind it.
1: Right. Let's have uh, some chips and dip and some uh some drinks, and we'll make fun, and we'll laugh, and you you can just picture that, that that would be a, a, a very entertaining movie, not unlike, what was the show with the, the robot? Yeah, Mystery the, Science
0: Theater 3000.
1: Yeah. yeah, Mystery, just like that. Yep. Right?
0: Definitely. I mean, MST3K comes from that tradition, I would say. yeah Yeah. You know, I also like, Mom, that Frankenstein's Monster's Monster, Frankenstein um, wasn't that much of a commitment. Anyone. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Including for the people involved in making it. But I like that it it's a half-hour experiment. It's idiosyncratic. I mean, I just like that I was done with it. And it's not this heavy lift of like, okay, here's 10 episodes and we're just going to force-feed them to you until you push stop, which is yeah. how I feel about Netflix now. It's just like... And it's overwhelming the sheer quantity of stuff they've got on there. It was nice to unearth this little jewel, especially yeah. I have to say, on a week when I'm doing a lot of travel, um, yeah and and just have a half hour of light entertainment. So I really appreciated it. I understand better your um your issue with it now. I mean, it's not a it's not a heartfelt work. I'm sure they put their hearts into it, but it is not a um, profoundly passionate work to be sure.
1: Right.
0: Right. So what is your grade for F- Frankenstein's oh, Monster?
1: Oh, F. This, this, really, this <laughs> deserves
0: an F minus, really. Oh, an uh. F minus.
1: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> F minus. Terrible. Okay. The rare F minus for Frankenstein's Monster's Monster, Frankenstein. Mom, do you have any recommendations for the listeners this
1: week? Um, I do. I do. And it it's a little uh, mom-ish, but... Um, Johnny's going to give a talk tomorrow night and why don't you give him the details
0: okay well this will be tonight if you're listening to the podcast when it comes out on Friday Um, but this podcast comes out Friday August 9th and if you happen to be listening to it August 9th get your ass over to Ann Arbor as fast as you can roll down your window (laughs) shake your fist out the window and say I'm a coming (laughs) John Tatey I'm a coming (laughs) to the downtown library in Ann Arbor The Ann Arbor District Library, their downtown branch, in the multi-purpose room. Ooh, ooh, it's going to be used for so many purposes, including tonight, my purposes. A talk called Beyond Jeopardy, the lesser-known shows of Alex Trebek. Does it
1: now include Canada?
0: It now, it now includes Canada, yes. Now, uh, well, there should be a little starburst on the page, in fact, on the listing for this. <laughs> now with more Canada— because they put a bunch of pictures of Alex's Canadian career in the promo art, so I had to add, like, five minutes to the presentation to talk about that stuff. (laughs) It was good, though. It Actually, it was a a welcome change. Now, maybe you're saying, oh, boy, I'm in the Ann Arbor area, but I'm busy tonight, John. You could have given me more notice. All right, you're right. Take it easy, though. Here's what I've got for you. Saturday, August 10th, 2 o'clock, at the downtown library, the fourth-floor meeting room, Anna couldn't quite make it to the multipurpose room. Hey, maybe someday. But in the fourth-floor meeting room, my wife, Anna, the creator of Mochi Mochi Land, a world of uh, knitted brilliance, will be teaching a stop-motion workshop. So you can uh, learn how to create a stop-motion animation with anything. Anna uses her knitted characters— which you wouldn't think would animate very well, but she's really developed good techniques for getting oh, um, delightful yeah. motion out of them. But anything, just come, you'll learn the fundamentals of stop motion and some little tips and tricks that Anna has picked up over the years, uh, creating really widely acclaimed little animation. I mean, the um, on the page here on Ann Arbor District Library, they have the gnome knitting a heart animation. It's like a two-second stop motion animation And it was the top GIF of 2017 on Worldwide on Giphy.com. Maybe you can have the top GIF of 2019 if you come to this Stop Motion Workshop. That's August 10th at 2 to 5 p.m. Now, if you're listening to the podcast after August 10th, I got nothing for you. Sorry.
1: Well, and wait. August 10th is also my birthday. I
0: I know that. What do you want for your birthday?
1: Geez, I don't know. I just got a car and stuff.
0: Well, I'll just get you nothing then. How's that?
1: No no. I must at least have a card, at least.
0: Another car?
1: Card.
0: Oh card. Okay. Can <laughs> say, geez, how many vehicles do you need?
1: I only need one. Oh
0: don't worry about just get me a car, I'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you did already give me something, but you probably don't even remember.
0: I do remember. Do but you Do you remember? That's the question.
1: Well, yes, cuz it's up in my bedroom.
0: Well, prove to me that you remember.
1: <laughs> you don't remember.
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. What did I No, give- I'm
1: not telling you. What did I give you? I ask Anna. Oh, come on. Um it's a bunny.
0: Oh, of course, Yeah, the bunny. Okay, so I am all set, done and dusted. Yes, I <laughs> lovingly put that bunny in the FedEx um, so that you could have it, yeah. Also, I bought the car that you got, just FYI. So I'm, I'm everything. Oh, really? Yep. yep. That was going to be a car? secret. Yeah, that was going to be a secret. I was going to let Dad take credit for it, but um, it was me.
1: okay. All right, Uh, I'll let him know you said that.
0: Oh, wait, did you say car or card? Because I got you the card.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a car. And you did not buy it. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that will do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Happy birthday, Mom. Mom and I will be back Thank next you, week to Johnny. talk about You're welcome. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom? Any ideas?
1: Yes. Something interesting.
0: Something interesting. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, what do you do? That's right. Stick your fist out your car window and say, hey, friends, I enjoy this award-winning podcast. Pop, mom. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, mom.
1: Bye, Johnny. I love you.
0: Love you, too.